Welcome to episode 73 of Uncontained. I'm your host, Aaron Static Render, and happy 4th of July to everybody. Hopefully you get to check out some great fireworks tonight, and i uh, got a great episode for you to check out. On the show today, I have Rachel Hadassah. She returns to talk about her new movie, Co-Ed Confessions, with her co-star, Adina Purnell. We talk about the movie, what it takes to make the movie, and also uh, some of the things that they've done since the movie, along with create their own talk show called Diva Talk Live. If you want to help support this show, please just share it with one of your friends. Let them know about it. And visit me on social media. Yes, uh, uncontainedpod.com is the website. And also you can find me online at Facebook, Uncontained Pod, Twitter, uncontained pod you search google uncontained podcast or uncontained pod and uh you should find my show so share it with a friend that you don't think has heard the show yet and i won't keep you waiting any longer for this week's episode of uncontained with rachel hadassah and adina Purnell. how are you two doing today and welcome to uncontained i'm doing great Great, thank you. Great, great. So, Rachel, you're no stranger to the show. You've been on Uncontained before, and right. um, you were actually talking about filming this movie, like during yes. that interview. So, now you want to explain a little bit to uh, my listeners what uh, what the movie is about. What is the what is the basis of Coed Confessions? Okay, the movie Coed Confessions deals with a lot of issues in today's society. So I've decided, Adina and I decided to write a movie that is relevant to what Bay Area College young adults are currently going through, such as religious um, issues, LGBT, which in the movie I play a lesbian Um named Wednesday and Adina she's also in the movie she plays a feminist named Friday so the movie we wanted to manifest and emancipate it out there for the audience to um to watch and see and not only targeting the American um audiences but also worldwide Okay, so what's special about this that targets Bay Area college students? And Adina, you can uh, jump in at any time on these two yeah, if you yeah. would like. Yeah, sure. Um, go ahead, Adina. I was just going to say, I think that um, the diversity is definitely the highlight. You know, um, sexual orientation, yeah. um, different nationalities, different viewpoints, also cultural viewpoints, um, uh, gender viewpoints, uh, that make it definitely Bay Area friendly and, um, you know, and unique, you know, unique to Bay Area culture. All right. And um, I, I did notice a lot of diversity in this uh, show. You have uh, people of all different races, all different sexual mm-hmm. orientations. And where in the diversity does the um, the there's a certain like devil witch aspect of this as well, <laughs> like a pagan aspect. Do you, is that going on in colleges right well, now? Well, yeah, 
Definitely. Totally, totally. I mean, like, all around, like, I don't know, well, all around where I go, I always see, like, little, like, (laughs) five stars on the ground and, like, remnants of candles burned and stuff like that. So it's kind of like, oh, (laughs) you know, there's some witchy stuff going on around here. (laughs) So it's definitely barrier culture. Alternative religions is, is big in Bay Area culture, probably on the underseen, because some people are still intimidated by that. Okay, yeah, so, and do you think, at least in your character, uh, Rachel, do you think a lot of it was, like, kind of put on as a protective front, or do you think she Um, was, or is she actually pagan? She's actually, in the movie, if you see it, Barnaby Falls, he's an, a known actor in the Bay Area, plays my father. So basically, the the role and character of Wednesday, I Wednesday, um, you know, I happen to go through an orthodox upbringing. And therefore, it is against in our family to go through becoming, you know, closeted or or lesbian so i wanted to rebel by putting on this protective face but again there's 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 a substance there's there's a part of wednesday that she's not only fragile and hurt but she wants to break free and think outside of the box and not be conformed to whatever mainstream society says about her she doesn't want she doesn't want to be um, fitted as someone who is like normal, but wanted to be viewed as a different person. Okay, Adina, and uh, how about your character? I would say Friday. She definitely has uh, different sides to her. You know, on one on one side she has this vulnerability. On the other side, she's really a hardcore feminist. It was not very hard for me to play. <laughs> okay. I have, I've been like a huge feminist since I was 13, but I decided to play up like just the extreme, you know, of it, um, just to see what happens, you know, mind you, I'm not saying it's good or it's bad. It's just where the character's at yeah, and where she's at is angry, you know, at pretty much everything. And she kind of has a right to be, so you can kind of understand it, but at the same time, it is, it is sort of a protection. And that is one theme that I see going through you know, this this film is like the mass that people wear and then their vulnerability uh, underneath, sort of like Thursday's character. It's like this vulnerability underneath of all of that. Okay. And now all is it all the girls are named after a different day of the week. <laughs> Were there no. p- did their parents all get together and like, okay, I'll name my kid Wednesday, you got Thursday, uh, Friday, I'll take that over here. And so what is the significance of the I'm sure there's probably a significance to the naming of your characters. Mm-hmm. Well, it, like what Adina says, it showcases a lot of eclecticness and diversity of the day of the month and the names and, and things. And we wanted to have something more. I wouldn't say um, cartoonish, but more a little um, fun to the and there's audience. something general about it, you know, there's something very everyday, everyday woman about just naming somebody, you know, like, for instance, I, I, I kind of, when I saw the character's name Friday, I actually thought of one of the first feminine characters on film, uh, Cary Grant's movie, His Girl Friday, Girl okay. Friday, 
You know, there's this very strong sort of feminist slant to that character. And even obviously it's old and dated. But um, when you watch that movie, you can like see that. And um, she's very aggro. And I decided to bring that into a more modern frame. So I think there's like something to the weeks, you know, the days of the weeks seem to fit the characters um, a lot. So nobody likes Monday. <laughs> well, actually, Monday's clingy. She's yeah. more of like the one who goes, oh, my God, is my boyfriend going to text me? <laughs> so she's different. Yes, yes. So, um, And is it coincidence or was it planned being Wednesday kind of after uh, Wednesday Adams? Um, like actually, gothic like. Well, it, it was it was I would say it's like deja vu. I wouldn't say it's like. A coincidence. Well, you could say, yeah, because Wednesday, she's always misunderstood. When people see her, it's like she's this freaky girl who puts on this face. And that's the same thing, a homage and an archetype of my character is Wednesday, a girl who's being misunderstood, wanting to scream out from her spirit who she really is and what she really wants and long for in this journey of life. All right. So... Sounds like you guys got pretty invested in your characters. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fun too, though. It was like, you know, some of it was just a lot of it, like a good portion of it was improvised off of, of very small words of script, you know. So a lot of it was what we, what you were feeling at the time when you looked at whatever you were reading. Um so, you know, it worked. I think uh, casting works, too. You know, casting according to the personalities of the characters and what you think a person might bring out in that particular character. Okay, and um, we were talking just a little bit before the show. Um, you mentioned that the script, it was kind of a collaborative, right? Like, did So did yeah. each person write their own part, or how did that work? Well, I can say that Rachel came to me with a script. Um, and when I saw the script for certain characters, like I was like, wait a minute, that that's not working. Um, we need to change. And then she was like, well, why don't you just write some of those parts in? Because I like that. And it started kind of like that. Like a lot of the pe- a lot of the parts of the script were actually like written on scraps of paper and then just handed out to the people. And they're just so expressive. They just ran with it. Okay, and I, I guess I see why you're so invested in your character because everybody kind of got to put a little bit of themselves or whatever their creation into their character. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of cool. I can I can dig that. Now I I was watching the movie. One thing that caught me by surprise, um, is the filter on the movie. The uh, wow. the way it's the way the actual picture of the screen looks it reminds me of say grade school and having to watch like those <laughs> sex ed videos on sex the projector on. yeah on that projector that just like once it ends it just runs a flap like <laughs> flaps at the end shit. of it yeah so what was what was the motivation behind behind that besides maybe uh sex ed videos well, because, you know, the movie is basically about college students. Um, I 
I wanted to give it more of like an old school feel because nowadays when you look at the films in Sundance or HBO or it's all the same thing. So I wanted to go with something really different and and very op- oppositional towards, you know, the other general movies that are that what you see in there. Um, we never we, we have never seen anything, you know, people in this generation, the millennial, especially us, they don't know what a filtered projector looks like when they look at a film. They'll say, oh, my God, that must be really so old. Did they put shit on that movie on that screen? <laughs> so we wanted to put we wanted to put something different in there so people could learn to appreciate you know, the different um, eras and decades of movies. Like what you see with Olivia Hussey. Mm-hmm. She's my favorite actress of all time from Romeo and Juliet. And, you know, she's still beautiful the way she is. And I wanted to, and that made me and Adina and Theo and William, it inspired us to kind of have that 70s, 80s feel so that the people in this generation could appreciate that type of artistry. Adina, do you have anything to add on the filter? Well, um, I think the entire thing is is pretty... I mean, when you look at school in general, the entire experience is one of nostalgia. Like, it'll never be the same. Like, life will never be that way again. And you look back on it, and, you know, it's colored with a different viewpoint. Like, you know, you you always see it through a different lens, no matter matter what. And... Mm-hmm. I feel that the filter is a cool metaphor for that, you know, um, okay. just that feeling of always looking back and never remembering things quite the way they were. And honestly, when we remember our like childhood, like we remember like, like these snapshots of commercials and cartoons and like, you know, mm-hmm. cereals we ate. And it's like, it's never, <laughs> <laughs> it's like never the reality. Yeah. <laughs> always like these, string of things tv shows we watched friends we hung out with you know yeah it's it's through a filter you know it's like and you know it's not all and looking back uh, it's like you go back and try to re-experience some of those things like speaking of old like tv shows no it's like there's some that hold the test of time but there's some that you go back and you're like, I really liked this. Um, yes. I, I remember it so much better. I shouldn't have gone back, watched it, and ruined the exactly. impression of it in my head. But or and speaking of looking back at high school through a filter and nothing being the same, it's kind of I I can relate to that. It's like if you look at it through one filter, it's like, oh, those are the times where I didn't really have anything, any responsibilities in life. But then on the other hand, it's like, I didn't have any freedoms either. So it's like... (laughs) You were also pretty broke all the time. Yes. Bobbing $20 from friends. Can I, like, everybody puts together, like, $2 each, we can get a cheese pizza. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly, exactly. So, you know, it's kind of good that times do change. But, yeah, the filter, that kind of makes sense in that that way. Um, Now, who all else is involved with this film? I know uh, you have a lot of Bay Area talent. and. Um, somebody else was supposed to be on with us today, but apparently, uh, he couldn't make it, uh, Um, Actually, I just wanted to add that all of us in this show 
are in, all of us in the movie, I'm sorry, I take that back. All of us in the movie are also part of the Diva Talk Tonight show with Kelvin Music. Okay, all right. So it um, airs It airs every other Sunday at KOFY, um, 11.30 p.m. So Adina, I, Puneet, Kelvin Music, we're all in the movie. And we're all in the movie and in the show as well. Okay, what I'll do... Like obviously, Kelda's the host. What do you guys do on the show? We can we, we can to... we can plug Diva Talk. <laughs> yeah, we have oh, these sure. hilarious like improv skits, you know, and um, a lot of them are like like very loosely scripted, kind of like the movie. I think that started like a tradition, <laughs> like okay. very loosely scripted, and then from there we're able to like you know put our own spin on it, like last. The last episode before last, I did a spoof on Condoleezza Rice reaction. <laughs> you know, it's like it's very, very stuff like that. You know, you get to like do stuff you're interested in and then put this comedic spin on it. I like dark comedy. So mm-hmm. to me, she's kind of like the villain. So it's kind of fun to play that role. So, yeah. Okay. All right. So. What would you compare it more to? Because I haven't had a chance to check out the show yet. Um, but Mad TV, okay, you would compare it to like Saturday Night Live. Mm-hmm. Mad TV, it's more like uh, Mad TV, but, but like a blend maybe because there is a talk show aspect to it, and then there's this sort of skit aspect to it too, like Saturday Night Live. But then you also like there's people being interviewed as well in the main portion of the show, so. Okay, cool. So it's kind of kind of created a little bit of a family around it, like the show and the movie all working together, kind of creating a click of sorts in a way. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right, like the like the happy uh, like the uh, happy Gilmore or happy Madison crew, like Adam Sandler's crew. Right. He has the same people in all of his right. movies. Same that, people, Rob Schneider. Exactly. Yes, yes. <laughs> what came first, the uh, diva talk or the movie? Actually, what happened there is because we all connected so well after co-ed confessions, we became close, everyone in the set. Okay. And that carried on to diva talk tonight. Um, and Kelda has always been connected with me because we were managed through Diggs Media Group. So from then on, we decided to collaborate on things with Adina, Pani, um, Bruna, Molly. Molly's also in there too. And um, so that's where we all just have great chemistry with each other. Okay. And uh, is this your guys' first movie that you've made? This is not. um, Actually, for some it is. Um, This is actually my third movie. My third movie. Yeah. For me, it's my first movie. I was mostly in, like, local production, theatrical stuff, um, musical theater, and um, I like the comedy aspect of musical theater and that there is a highly, even though it's highly scripted, there is a certain amount of improvisation in in everything, in every show. It's never the same uh, every single night. Uh, that a, a live theater production goes on, it's never the same. So there is, even though it's scripted, things always don't go according to plan. And I, and I like that in, in the show. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. So that kind of goes along with uh, your jazz background, correct? You're a jazz singer? 
Yeah, yes, I am. I, so I have a regular singing uh, performance schedule at Asiento, which is in the Petrero on 21st and Bryant. And it's every first, third, and fifth Wednesday of the month. We're actually coming up again this, this Wednesday on the 5th. And we do uh, unusual takes and world grooves of jazz standards. And um, I'm a singer, Gibraltar, a keyboardist, and arranger. And we have regular jazz uh, locals sit in with us all the time, from the famous locals to the everyday talent. So it's really, it's really a cool thing that that I've been a part of. Um, and hopefully, building my uh, singing career as even more. Um, uh, because and it's just something that I see myself doing for a very long time. I was really fortunate to sing with um, some locals in the big band uh, at City College, their annual jazz showcases uh, for the past few years. And it's just been it's just been growing and growing. And I just see it kind of going from there. OK, cool, cool. So. Uh, that that sounds kind of cool. You do new takes on old uh, jazz standards, you said. Yeah. And um, do you have any original material yourself as well? Um, we're actually thinking about that now because we we started to do so much improvisation on some of the stuff. Like for instance, we do like a reggae rendition of like Ella Fitzgerald's "Tenderly," you know, okay. stuff like that. <laughs> you know, it's like really like wow. turned on its ear. <laughs> it's done like a Bay Area style, and I think it's starting to get, you know, definitely get a following. Um, and I think that um, it'll just it'll just keep growing um, as as time goes on. But we do plan on doing some originals. I'm actually uh, a lyricist, and um, I write lyrics for. Um, uh, a artist called Soren Sorensen. Uh, we're doing this project called the Brownson Project, a project okay. about racial equality. So, you know, things like that, just kind of spiraling out into all these creative musical directions. Okay, cool, cool. So, where will be where will people be able to find this pro- project? Uh, you can look up the Brownson Project, and it'll totally come up. Uh, um, we're like trying to collaborate with different artists right now and build it. And it's going to be, I think it's going to be really cool. Like I said, it's about racial equality. It's about gender equality. It's about unity in general. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a huge theme just with like Diva Talk and with Coet Confessions. And it's kind of just keeps reverberating through other projects that I'm working on as well. All right. Mm-hmm. Great, great. So after going through creating a movie, um creating a talk <laughs> show after the movie uh what advice would you have for people looking to get started out um creating their own movie or just creating something if you put your mind into it anything is possible mm-hmm. as long as you put it into motion and it's like by walking on water and all you have to do is just get out there and be known to the public. Okay, and what about you, Adina? Yeah, I agree. Like, you know, I, when I was first trying to, like, do this, it's like uh, I didn't analyze it very much. I just I just started doing things, you know. You know, it was like with jazz singing, 
I was singing totally something totally different musical theater and uh, I was at City College and the guy and the his name's David Hardiman he's an amazing jazz yes, impresario at uh, anyway he was just like hey I heard you singing and he was just like do you want to do jazz scatting I had never done jazz scatting before in my life I listened to jazz scatting. I was like okay sure I'll try it I'll do it it's <laughs> <laughs> like and it's just like, don't question it. If it uh-huh. if you want to try it, I mean, life is too short. Do it. Sure, you, you might uh-huh. fall flat on your face trying it. But if you don't put yourself out there, if somebody asks you to do something, just say yes. Don't say, you know, hey, I can't do it. When Rachel came to me with the movie um, concept, I was just like, okay. <laughs> you know, I'll do it. I, I'd only done theater up to that point. Never done live, like live films you know things like that so I was like you know why not you know mm-hmm. and uh, just bringing a sense of adventure to everything you do I yeah think. yeah so don't let fear get the best of you mm-hmm. and just yes. if you want to do it do it definitely good advice because if you let fear keep you from doing it well you'll have a whole lot of what ifs <laughs> <laughs> exactly and those, those suck worse than failing in my mind <laughs> They do. I'd rather have damn than what if. <laughs> like, damn, I fell flat like, on my face. Or it, like, man, I could have been huge. Oh, man. So... <laughs> is, there, is there anything that you learned uh, from this process that, like, of making the movie that you didn't necessarily think that you would going into it? Hmm. Um, I would say the whole part of um, being behind the scenes aside from writing and acting um, it taught me a lot on how to um, to be more versatile in terms of um, which camera angles to use what not and at the same time it did taught me how to to get into marketing as well so I very much owe myself in this movie. Okay, cool. So uh, what are you guys doing to promote yourselves individually and promote the movie? We just get out there. <laughs> right at the yeah, end. I would say, we just like, get out the there. more things that you do, you know, if I hear about something to, to like perform at, or if someone even barely talks to me about something, I'm like all over the project, you know. So I think it's like, you know, the more that you're willing to say yes to, it's kind of like my, one of my favorite movies is Jim Carrey's The Yes Man. He has to say yes oh, to everything. Yes. <laughs> you know, because like, I think life should totally be lived that way. Like, maybe not to the extreme that he's doing it. But I mean, if something comes along, you kind of want to say yes, just say yes to it. <laughs> yeah. Like if somebody comes up to you and offers you math, Say no. Say no. Um, <laughs> Just say no to drugs. <laughs> but you know, if it's something else that you know won't turn you into a zombie, it's a high level. Yeah. You know, go for it. Go for it. Say yes. Do you want to go rock climbing? Yes. Do you want yeah. to smoke oh, yeah. rocks? No. No, no way. <laughs> Game girl. <laughs> so you know that, that that was my PSA for today. Anyway. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. one more thing, I'd like to also promote. Um, I'll be in the Castro Theater in San Francisco, July eighth, for the Scary Cow Film Festival. Um, 
I'll be part of the film D for Docs, and it's directed by Joseph Koryak, and I myself, Rachel Hadassah, and our co-star in Code Confessions, Molly Trad, and Gina White are also in the film. D for Docs? Ray, D for Docs. All right. Yeah. Cool. Well, uh, I can't uh, spoil so much about it, so. <laughs> all right. I, I won't get you in any trouble with, uh, you know, uh, non-disclosure agree- agreements or anything like that. So <laughs> we'll move on. What would you say would be a highlight of your career so far? Not necessarily the highlight, but something that stands out to you and you like to tell people about. I would say that being able to write and make this movie come into pass is one of the most highlights because we got that, Adina and I, we've, we've got that vision and all what we did was just had this affirmation saying that we can do it and we did. So we owe it up to the universe for giving us this chance and ability. And this is what I want to, sh- we want to share to you know, aspiring artists out there. If you want to make music out there, if you want to make a movie, anything is possible as long as you get yourself out there and network. Okay, well said. What about you, Adina? I would say, obviously, the movie. But recently, just going to Los Angeles and having the privilege to sort of oversee my song lyrics, see them come to life with very talented songwriter, composer, Soren Sorensen. And uh, he's working with uh, a man that used to be Stevie Wonder's keyboardist. And we're trying to get some other artists together. And we went to the famed Rust Studios in L.A. and re- recorded our first single. And um, we have, like, snippets of that at Hashtag The Brownson Project. Totally shamelessly plugging. But, I mean, I'm so proud Do of it. that. And, yeah. you know, <laughs> and I'm proud of, I'm proud of, confessions co-ed confessions as well i think those these are like milestone steps in like this mm-hmm. sort of like path that you yeah. have and you're gonna Just look back there. and be like whoa i see the map of what happened but you don't see it while you're doing it you're just oh. doing it <laughs> and also we can't forget about this shitty projector <laughs> <laughs> like oh did we just crayon on that <laughs> i know right? and having um, fun and i have to say i love the work on 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 diva talk as well like um that is like a highlight you know every time i come i'm like excited about what skit i'm gonna do sometimes i don't even know and then they'll just throw something out there and i'll just be so excited about it <laughs> Right on. That will get to uh, get out there and, you know, stretch your boundaries by going out kind of almost just going in there blindly and being like, hey, this is uh, what you're doing today. All right. I got it. Yeah. (laughs) Seriously. Sometimes it's literally like that. They're just like, all right, there's this one segment called Cat in a Hat where it's just like the audience members pull out, you know, various things and we have to improv them on the spot. <laughs> like with no And with we did no. pull a hat, Adina. Remember yeah. we did like the we, we, we pulled out one segment and they and actually it was Adina's team that did it. It was called Fifty Shades of Exorcism. 
I know. Fifty so, Shades of Exorcism. So yeah. <laughs> and this has it to was... be clean enough for public access television, or it's, yeah, it's oh clean. yeah. But it wasn't too. It wasn't too bad. It was just kind of like you know, we're like, what if Fifty Shades of Grey was about exorcisms, and we're it just like, came out really comedic. <laughs> No, we had a lot I of. I think we also stuff. did a Richard Simmons skit. You know, yeah. like we had to be, we had yeah. to be Richard or pretend to be Richard Simmons. <laughs> okay, sweat into the oldies. There, there was actually a podcast about Richard Simmons. Like, where has he gone? There was like he like fell off the face of the earth, and then like there is this guy doing a podcast trying to locate Richard Simmons. I don't know really? if he ever actually oh found God. him. I know, I I know his people said that he was okay. But I don't think he ever got a chance to talk to Richard Simmons. I don't know. Oh my god, that's crazy. I mean, like he's so amazing. It's kind of like he's kind of iconic, you know. He just is. like immediately, you just say the name and you just picture his hair, his whole look. Yeah, his yeah. hair, the the sweatband, <laughs> the wild exercise, the way too short shorts, and exactly. yeah. surrounded the by flamboyant. old people. <laughs> I remember it. I just wish he comes back to General Hospital because I'm a big General Hospital fan too. He was on General Hospital. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, mm-hmm. I don't really pay attention to the daytime soap. So, oh, uh, poor you. Uh, you know, when I was homesick as a kid, or uh, being in the Midwest, home on a snow day, it'd be like I was homesick at the beginning of the year. And oh. saw one story going on, and then at the end of the year, that same story is going on. It's like very slow developing, and uh, or else somebody came back from the dead and wasn't a zombie, so that was kind of disappointing. <laughs> so I I don't know, I don't know. I just never really got into the daytime uh, daytime nope. dramas, the stories. But so, what do you want people to remember about your performances? Uh, this can be in the movie, or this can be uh, your music as well, Adina. Um, so when somebody comes to see you perform or sees sees you on the screen, what do you want them to take away or remember? I would have to say um, I want them to take away just who I am as a person um, and have that come through whatever it is that I'm doing. Um and have them see, you know, like an originality that that is me, um, and like I like I have so much respect for other artists, other singers, but um, I definitely want people to kind of see, I guess, see who I am or see me, and that's, you know, in order to do that, it, it takes a lot of vulnerability. I think um, that's that's the biggest thing that I think Coet one of the biggest growth points for Coet Confessions for me is I really opened up even more of that that sort of artistic vulnerability. Okay. All right. Cool. Cool. And uh, you, Rachel? I want to make more movies. (laughs) No. No. Actually, um, you know, uh, sorry, I I just got bummed there. What was the question again? Sorry. (laughs) I was like, that's not exactly (laughs) the answer to the question, but that's all right. I'll let it slide. I'll, I'll let it slide. Um... But you hear that, Adina? She wasn't paying attention to you. <laughs> I was, I was. It just, I was, I just kept laughing about the shitty, the shitty screen. <laughs> All right, fair, fair enough. I don't want to. I, I was just trying to fire a little bit of drama there, you know. See, see what oh, we could come up with. I don't know. Uh, yeah, yeah. Ow. 
So the question is, what do you want people to remember about your performance? Like, what do you want oh. like people watching you to take away from your performance? Um, being myself in the movie and future performances as well and on stage and in film. Um, you know, being able to have my own originality and passing it on to the future generations to watch and see. All right. So I do have one more question left for the both of you. Uh, mm -hmm. But before that, where can people find you online? Where can uh, they locate you? Where can they locate uh, stuff on co-ed confessions? And where can, uh, where can they get in contact with you? If well, you want to... I do, you want to go first? <laughs> or me? I mean, Coed Confessions, you can just yeah. Google hashtag Coed Confessions. There's an internet movie database page. As far as me, um, you can find me under the Brownson Project. You can find me on at Adina Purnell uh, on uh, uh, Twitter and also on Facebook. And I'm working on my personal artist page. That's not yet up, but when you when that is up... Hopefully in the next month or so, it'll be I'll be at www.adinapurnell.com. All right, all right, awesome. And uh, you, Rachel Hadassah. Okay, so you can find me on www.rachelhadassa. That's R-A-C-H-A-E-L-H-A-D-A-S-S-A-H.com. Um, you can Google our film hashtag co-ed confessions we're actually in the process of making a page for for the film but definitely um and shout out to us and you know if you guys have any questions or concerns feel free to um message us um you can also find uh the link on aaron's page right dj yes, render yeah Okay. I will put uh, that in the show notes. Uh, you guys just uh, send me all these links after the episode, and oh, I will sure. just throw them in there, make sure they're correct, right. and yeah. and make it easy for people to access you right. and Coed Confessions. Oh, and every other Sunday, please, please, everyone, I invite you guys to watch Adina and I. We're in the show Diva Talk tonight. Uh, it broadcasts every other Sunday at 11.30 p.m. at Coffee TV. Um, we're also working on an upcoming film. Adina and I, were, we're still talking about it. It's to be announced, but it's something very exciting for you guys to, um, to watch and see. And um, also, I want to thank everyone who also watch my show at the Cumberly Theater on February, it was sold out for Natak. Awesome. It's in the Mer It's it's the biggest um, Indian theater, and I did a show called Airport Insecurity. So thank you everyone for making our show for six shows sold out. So thank you, and also keep out on the lookout for my single. Um, I'm in the verge of of making uh, a song out there, and Adina also yeah. to support her as well. My yeah. home girl. Thank um, you so much. I'm, yeah. I'm trying to work on an acoustic uh, folk slash jazz CD that okay. should hopefully come out soon. And uh, of course, you can see me every other week, first, third, and fifth 
uh, Wednesday at Asiento in San Francisco. And Dina, is there a spot where uh, people can check out uh, your music online? Well, that's what I'm in the process of sort of putting up right now. Um, and like I said, we just started kind of like doing all this stuff. And then now we're like, now I'm like sitting back saying, hey, maybe I should actually put some of this online. <laughs> so doing it, I was like, okay, we, we, we have a lot of material. We need to pick some of the best stuff. So, so yeah, so on the adinapernell.com when that's up, um, working on it right now, trying to get it up within the month, uh, okay. or I should say within J- July, there'll be some live, some music, uh, live performance from Aziento, um, some sessions that, um, I had just personally with some artists that I know, musicians that I know, and, and it'll be really cool to kind of be like, you, I'm trying to make it very comfortable, like you're just kind of having a musical conversation with me. And then different other projects that I'm working on will be featured on there, too. All right, oh, and also, um, I'd like to also promote some plug something for one of our cast. Um, yeah, sure. Barney, Bar- Barnaby Falls, who plays my father in a movie, has a show coming up with Natak. Uh, it's a play where I also... Um, was played where I played um, theater from. So he has a show coming up on July. It's called Toba Tek Singh. It's an Indian play. So I hope you guys could watch it, please. And it's to, it's produced by Natak. So that's coming up. Okay. All right, cool. Send me the information on that. And I'll put it in the sure. show notes. And also, everyone, we want to thank you guys for um, listening to us. Please don't yeah, feel... Thank you. <laughs> Please don't fail to watch our film, Co-Ed Confessions. It stars Adina and I, Rachel Hadassah. And it also features Puneet Prasad, Kelda Music, Barnaby Falls. Um, Countess Torella from Arenum.com is also in the movie who plays the magical fairy witch in there. She's like the Professor X in the movie. Okay. Uh, Molly Trad's in the movie, Guillermo Gomez. Um Jane, and we also have a lot of great actors and actresses, aspiring ones coming forward. That's in the movie as well. All right, perfect, perfect. And I have one final question for you before uh, we wrap this up. Adina, Rachel, mm-hmm. how do you live uncontained? <laughs> you just have to get up in the morning and literally do it you can't you can't think about it you can't question it you just literally have to go for it every single second um every single second of the day um i don't i don't know any other way not to live i guess (laughs) all right and you rachel well adina and i we always keep this in our hearts because we're very close to each other and we always say to each other that we always send love to people that we love people that we come across acquaintances and people that we hate we have to always send love and light to everyone um you know and fuck off everyone fuck off you know the jealousies and everything it's all about showing love out there too especially for us women we need to stick together and in this country we all have to be you know together as one in unity so that's all i can say 
fuck off doesn't sound quite like spreading love. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, actually, well, sometimes you have to get aggro with those negative emotions. Right. <laughs> because if, if you keep, if you don't say fuck off, then you just keep that fear inside of you. You need to get rid of that fear. So you just say fuck off. Who cares what people think? I am who I am. This is who I am. You can accept me as I am. Like the one by Mary J. Blige. She has a song called Take Me As I Am yeah. or Have Nothing At All. Yeah. I thought you were quoting Popeye for a second. <laughs> no, I did say Popeye. <laughs> I am what I am. Although that is I that was I my favorite cartoon growing up. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It almost made me like, make me like canned spinach, but I not am quite. What I am. <laughs> 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 all right all right well thank you guys very much for coming on the show uh oh, wish you great you. luck make sure you check out co-ed confessions and yeah. also uh check out the show links for links to both adina and rachel and uh follow up on them see what they have in the works i have one final thing for you guys to do for me i have all my guests <laughs> sign off the show rachel Adina, will you do me the honor of signing off the show today? Coastline. Yeah. I would love to. We'd love to. Adina. Yeah. Okay. Should we do the Melania Trump? <laughs> You'll become the Lisa Rice. I'll be Melania Trump. Okay. Yeah. You guys can do it however you want. Okay. <laughs> okay. I'm Rachel Hud. Okay. I'm Rachel Hadassah and I live in uncontained. <laughs> I am Adina Purnell. And I live uncontained, unabashedly afraid. And I do whatever I feel in the moment that Amen. speaks to me. And that does it for this week's episode of Uncontained. Thank you for listening and thank you to Rachel and Adina for stopping in and talking to me about their new film, Coed Confessions, and I will uh, put a link to that in my show notes and uh, post on social media so you can uh, check that out for yourself. Thank you for listening, and if you want to support the show, it's as easy as sharing with a friend. Go into uncontainedpod.com and click on that Amazon link at the top of the page as well. Thank you, and hope everybody has a great 4th of July. And until next time, live uncontained.